0: Welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast by LifeWay. We are here mid-summer. The four of us, Zach.
1: In the heat. In the, <laughs> in the, in the, the, the heat of summer.
0: Yeah. Let's, uh, so we got Zach, Nathan.
1: What's and up? Chad. And Chad. You forgot
0: my name for a moment. And Chad. No, <laughs> you're was, waiting on me. Keep
1: <laughs> Yeah,
0: That's right. Uh, so let's give, um, this will be fun. Let's give the temperature where because all of us, Mm. uh, we are currently all like we've been all over the place and multiple team members speaking at camps, serving at camps, all that kind of stuff. So uh, let's talk temperatures. Zach, what what temperature
1: depends
2: on what uh, winning is. What's our criteria? Oh,
1: fair, fair, fair. Uh, So I am currently just outside of Corpus Christi. Uh, Texas, hanging in Beeville uh, with a booster friend, uh, recording today. The temperature this afternoon? Uh, no, no, no. We'll I want temperature right now.
3: O- Don't give me this afternoon. Oh, right
1: now, <laughs> okay.
3: Because right. I'm in the running. R- for right this. now, it's
1: ninety. 90- <laughs> right now, it's ninety-seven. But the heat index is a hundred and fourteen. So the the way it feels on your body is 114. Four. And I Fe- will confess to you that it feels every bit of that. <laughs>
0: feels, feels like 114.
1: Feels like 114. The uh, warning came on the uh, Apple Maps as I was driving over today. Excessive heat warning, because apparently I was told if you have the wrong tires, they'll melt to the road.
0: Okay. That's a new one. Oh. Greetings from South Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Chad,
3: Wait, what Chad? Hold on. Uh, I'm going to
0: save Nathan.
3: I for am last. apparently. <laughs> I'm apparently not asking the correct questions when getting my tires changed. Right? I'm like, do, 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 these, do melt? these melt? <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm not asking any questions when I get my tire. I'm just go to the place and say, yeah. I need yeah. some new tires.
2: Amazing.
3: Chad, what, Chad you what you got? Um for me for me right now it is ninety-six degrees. Um feels like one oh
1: three.
0: Okay. So if we're going with heat so far, Zach's Zach's in the lead. It's a mild, more mild day today in Nashville because we've got thunderstorms, but I gotta oh, okay. gotta feels like ninety four.
2: Okay.
1: Mm.
0: Nathan,
2: what you see, got, Nathan? I think I think here. I'll win based on the golf, golf rules. So uh, Estes Park, Colorado, is where I'm the at right now. Comfort rules, uh, the comfort rules. Amazing! It uh, is 66 degrees and sunny, and it feels like 66 degrees. Ooh, but it may <laughs> rain earlier.
3: Just no humidity uh, factor. No humidity. Just feels no like what it is.
2: Although the UV the UV index gets up kind of high here. You get burnt pretty quick because of the outfit We're at 8,000 okay. feet so well, it's got to why okay. you gotta wear your hoodie right yeah yeah <laughs> well because i gotta wear my i am, am in my jacket because at night it feels like 46 it gets pretty cold oh, here my, so last night oh, I was my pretty third chilly. t-shirt
1: nathan it's noon, hey, dude <laughs> here's what i've
0: noticed about about nathan though is often in a jacket even
2: oh, yeah. often
0: in a jacket even if it's I, uh, yeah. a little warmer
2: i do
3: not like well he's covering up all those gang tattoos so,
2: Wow, you know it's right Don't when you're marked head. right right right. yeah right. yeah that, that's it you know. yeah S- there's
0: certain environments where those well, are unacceptable affiliated yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well it is summer uh, and there, it's there's there's heat uh, most not not everywhere as we've seen but most places um, but let's I know all of us have been at stuff speaking engagements and camps and that kind of thing. Uh, Nathan, you do a good bit of traveling uh, with our Lifeway camps, uh, getting people ready. Um, I'd love to hear, like, what you guys are seeing, how God's moving. This is summer is always a super exciting time because it, it, it is a moment where like camp we've said on the podcast before camp is a, is that moment where you kind of go away, starve the the flesh and feed the spirit for a week. Many places take, you know, phones away or things like that. And it is, it is a focused, intentional, moment during the summer for camp or retreat or whatever you guys are doing. So would love to hear how God is moving um in what you guys are seeing or
3: hearing from friends. I'm I'm at a really unique thing this week. Um it's only about 40 minutes away from my house. Um and I got connected with this group last year. Um their youth pastor had taken a different position right before camp. And so they were without a youth pastor and they called and was like, "Hey, we we need someone to kind of step in." This was last year, and so um, I I was like, "Yeah, absolutely, I'd love to come help." And and so I was with them all week last year, and so I got to know the students really well. And as much as I played like kind of role of like camp pastor speaker last year, I, I kind of stepped in as that like youth pastor role, right? Um, and so this year they've you know they've got a new youth pastor and they asked me to come speak at the evening stuff and it's been really cool to see one the the impact of this new youth pastor who's doing a phenomenal job with this group but like it's been cool to see a group that felt like you know we've we've got no guy to now like rally around him and then just to see like what God's doing inside of like their group and, and they have just grown so much. Um, and so that's been really cool to like return and just get to see those students again. And, um, and so they're, they're just a fun, special group. That's cool, man.
1: Well, I'm with some of our friends here in Texas, uh, SBTC camps, and it's been really cool to see, um, I think, Think the excitement, just the bass singing loud. I don't know. It sounds like maybe like small and some things or whatever, but uh, I've just been overwhelmed uh, in a generation that seems a little standoffish sometimes, or we kind of wish they were more involved with ministry happenings or things like Mm. uh, like like it's like deafening. (laughs) Like it's it's like the band's like they're louder than we are. We have a PA, Uh, and so it's just this like and, and. god bless them some of them cannot sing and it does not hold them back uh there is one voice in particular that is just like nathan it would probably try it's just like a little off at every level and it's just like this sweet kiddo is just belted and i just think about chad we've talked about just in private conversation like in a really anxious overwhelmed generation like there's a comfort in a song where the words are familiar and to be gathered in a room where like they're singing, I'm singing some of those like choral, corporate, like it's just, it's powerful. I mean, there's, there are students that are praying for each other. We had some kids that like openly kind of weeping the, the message last night was a real powerful challenge that way. But at least in the last week and a half, I have just been overwhelmed at the volume mm. and the passion of, of kids singing. It's, mm. it's strong.
2: Yeah, Nathan, I, actually, that's, you? yeah, that's what I, one of the things I was going to say too is, so I've now seen uh, students at camp from Virginia to uh, New Mexico to now Colorado, and that has stood out to me more than anything is like these students are coming to worship across different camp brands. Like it doesn't matter. Like as a generation, it's, like they're coming to worship and they're coming to, and like they're they're focused and engaged at like the sermon time too. Like I feel like I'm seeing more people taking notes, like you know, really just diving in. Um, wanting to worship and be a part of that. Uh, so that's really cool. We had a really special night here last night. The sermon, just um, one of our good friends, Jason Mick is here. I'm getting to work with two incredible people with one with Jason Mick and then Jimmy McNeil is the band leader and just those two guys hearts for, for students and just to help lead and worship out of, out of like an overflow of the spirit. Uh, we just had a really special night last night and one of the groups, um, Jason did a call to ministry, which was some great response there, did a call for people to baptize in this one youth group. Um, Their kids wanted to get baptized. So 1030 at night, they invited us to go down and watch six or seven kids get baptized in the freezing cold river here. You know, this mountain, mountain stream kind of a deal. And it was just, you know, lit up the river with iPhone flashlights. It was something really special to see. And students are just like, they were hungry, like they wanted it. I mean, just, you know, yelling and screaming after every kid came out of the water, like so excited. Mm -hmm. The Youth pastor did something really cool, which Um, he, he kind of gave a little bit of like each person's kind of personality and how he thinks they're going to make an impact for the gospel. And I thought that was really cool and special. Like it just showed how intentional he was with each of his students and stuff like, he's like, man, I've seen you grow in this way and stuff like it was just, man, it was just something special to see. So
0: that's really cool that it there was like a personalized moment for each one of those kids, you know, the key to baptizing in a river. You gotta go head upstream so the water doesn't go up their nose when they when you go when you go under. You gotta make sure you cover that
2: base. That, that's true. They did that, so it was it was good. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Half
0: I thought the key was checking the, uh... for
3: crocodiles.
0: <laughs> not well, not in Colorado. Oh yeah. Uh, you, there's kind of a <laughs> geographical myth there. The um man, I'm uh. Had two sessions uh, with our friends from Student Leadership University at their 101 events in San Antonio. Both of them and groups of so it's a little bit different than camp. No worship, leadership-driven. So they it's a little bit different. But I was struck by how engaged they were. The questions that they asked. The second session, especially, it's a. I, I try to do that session in a conversational, like back and forth kind of way. And students throughout raising their hands, mm-hmm. asking questions. And the kinds of questions that they were asking and that they asked about each other's questions in the room showed a different level of committedness, a different mm-hmm. level of I. Like I'm thinking deeply about what it means to be a Christian leader, Mm. not just 10 years from now, but like right now, what do I need to do to prepare? How can I be an influencer where I am for Christ? I think that word influencer like takes on a whole different meaning in our culture today, which is whatever good and bad and some different things, but to, for, to see a group of teenagers, Thinking deeply about their leadership and how that applies to them as Christians was uh it was a really, really cool thing. Something something neat to be a part. It's
3: of. It's really interesting that we're all at like different places, different size groups, like even different types of camp. And we're all seeing something very similar that that to me is. Mm. Uh, It's something to take note of that. It's like, okay, then what, what is, what's happening at a, at a deeper level here, which is, I think something to really ponder for for all of us, especially,
1: especially when the conversation from youth pastors, uh, in the last year and a half has been kind of this like undertone of like feeling apathetic, right? Like kids don't care uh the kids that don't care they're involved and i don't think that's it i think we've missed maybe maybe they were legitimately busy with other stuff and now that we have their attention their focus we see their passion mm-hmm. uh I, I don't again like I, I didn't see kids this week at camp as we're wrapping up that were apathetic like they they uh they were singing their hearts out i there, there's a group of kids like I know that some of it's camp stuff and you know you guys know that I love camp and Chad gives me a hard time there are kids that got up and had 7 a.m sunrise worship and nobody told them to they just did it like I got up and did my like morning walk and run and there's like heard of these kids walking so I kind of did the like all right I'm about to go break up in trouble and they're I, I turned the corner and they're on like the deck of this building like singing and reading verses and I was like Like it was just like,
2: you were like, get back in your rooms. (laughs) (laughs) I was like,
1: I was like, easy, easy believers. It's not even breakfast yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Save that for your quiet time. Yeah. But it was just I don't know, like for all the complaints that we've heard and and maybe they're true. I just I I don't see it this summer. I, I don't see apathy, at least for the ones that are there. And so maybe I don't know, maybe you were worrying about the ones that aren't there or when they say they're busy with other stuff it's it's a way of crying out saying like but i'd like to be where you are i don't know but.
0: so i have a couple thoughts on this as you were as you were talking i i think we can look at this generation and say man there's a lot of evidences that they are not apathetic about other things in their life Right. Like we look at them and there are there are moments where they care really deeply about whatever issue is going on, whatever has struck them, whatever they've been a part of. They they're not apathetic in totality. So then I think we have to ask the question, why does it appear that they might be apathetic about church things or the things of God? And then another layer deeper than that, I think if if a ministry is and there are a lot that are doing this, if a ministry is truly like reaching people and they they have a mix of people in different places on the spiritual spectrum. I think it's easy for us as student ministry people to look out at the crowd and grade the whole crowd on the lowest common denominator and say our students are apathetic if there's a certain group of students that are apathetic Mm -hmm. rather than piecing out the different groups of students that are there and saying, okay, this group of students is apathetic maybe because they don't know Jesus, which makes sense, right? Like that they would not be excited about the things of God. And so I think we sometimes grade on the lowest spiritual common denominator. And then I think it's okay for us to admit that camp is just a different special environment. Mm -hmm. Like there, there was a difference in Moses after he had been on the mountain meeting with God. than in normal everyday life. Mm -hmm. And we see in scripture that, that the presence of God that shone on Moses face even faded over time. And I think we see the same things happen where we go to camp. We have a spiritual, it's more spiritually focused. So it makes sense that some of the apathy of regular life would burn away in the presence of God, the focused intentional, like we're going to be in the presence of God all day, multiple times a day and everything we do. And then as we go back to camp, it makes sense that that would fade some because we're not doing the same things. And I think we have to be careful in labeling that a failure. That, hey, why, why, why are our normal Wednesday nights not the same as camp once mm-hmm. we get a month away from camp? And maybe they're not meant to be. Maybe what we see at camp is meant to push our low moments a little bit higher than they were before rather than my every week needs to feel, my ministry needs to feel like camp every single week. And I think that's just an unrealistic expectation. And I don't think it's a failure of student ministry for there to be some fading of what happens at camp to normal ministry.
3: I, I, Yeah. Ben, I I think, I think you're onto a lot of things uh, there. I think there's a a big spiritual component to all of this that both um, at camp and then away from camp that we're seeing. um, I'm also interested in um, the aspect of the isolation that happened over the last couple of years for many of these students and um yeah i think a lot of times we label things as apathy and it may be something completely different i think um Mm -hmm. for almost every teacher that i've talked to coming out of the lockdown of covid they all talked about not only the delay for many students academically but the bigger delay that they were seeing for them like socially um that like getting back into the rhythm of like Meeting in a classroom, being around people for so many students, that was like anxiety to the max. My wife is in the mental health field, and you know, she talks a lot about over the last four years just the like concern for mental health for many, many people. And I almost wonder if one of the elements of camp that we all know so well is there is that like communal and relational barrier that everyone has to get over right like you can't hide by being quiet on a wednesday night when it's week when it's day three of camp right like you've been around people and so i think the breakdown that does happen relationally for a lot of these students that they're able to like overcome the like worry of what everybody thinks and all of these kind of things that there's some freedom that community provides them to be able to like ask these questions to sing really loud, because I think that God is healing um, some wounds and some hurts that they have that the enemy tries to, to isolate, right? Like um, isolation Mm -hmm. is always a tool that the enemy uses to get people alone and vulnerable and I think not being a community or the the fear of being in community is something that camp does really well of breaking down those barriers. It allows kids to play together. And when kids are able to play together, they're able to talk more freely. Um, and, and so I think there's a lot of that that we see at camp that it's hard to replicate week in and week out when those students, specifically in a group that like, maybe you serve multiple schools and so these kids don't, they only see each other on Wednesday night. Right. Yeah. Um, and and so I think creating those relational connections helps pave the way for, um, some of these things that we're seeing.
1: Especially if you can get some reps in, right. I I don't know if, if, if I was listening to this and I still had camp left to go, I, I think the thing that I would take from hearing this is let's try to bake in one more time for our groups just to connect a little yeah. bit. Cause I think that's something that if you haven't been in the habit of anything and you start to get back in the habit of it, you might fall in love sure. with it again. And I think that's something that, I mean, I, I hadn't gone running in a long time, but now this summer and just kind of being out and about and it being a chance to, to do have been, and I missed it. And like for folks that are, if you're not coming on a Wednesday night or Sunday in a while, being in a small group feels really like, oh, we're not really that connected. I don't know if I want to hang out. Like, what am I going to say? You have eight small group sessions in three days, uh, even if they're shorter, but just those little times together and the meals and the chances to, to hear from each other. It's like waking that muscle back up. And so I don't know. I think there is maybe a little bit of that reviving, renewing, uh, remembering, right? Like maybe there is that social atrophy of like, I was so alone and now I'm warmed up to this community. Um, Keep it going.
0: I think, I think too, there is, a, there is an expectation of students, especially who have been to camp before and have had yeah. spiritual moments. There's a, they go into those with an expectation of God doing something. Mm. And I think if we could identify like maybe like what's something we can work on with teenagers in their development is how can we help them see an expectation of God moving in a special way on a Wednesday night? As I sit on my bed and read my Bible by myself. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: And that the result of that is not always me and my friends singing loud together or down at the front jumping around or Mm -hmm. like, it looks differently. Like God can still move in a, in a really cool way in your life, quietly sitting on your bed And that and you can walk away learning as much and and being as much in the presence of God in that moment as you can in those awesome, loud singing, worshiping together moments at camp. And I I think I think maybe that's an education thing that we as student ministry people can help students understand Uh that it doesn't always look this way. The result of it or the leading up to it, but there can be an expectation of God moving every time we, we are intentional with, with being with him.
3: Yeah. That was one of the, one of the elements when I was a youth pastor that I, I always wanted to put resources in students' hands immediately coming home from camp of, like a quiet time, a prayer journal, those kind of things cuz for so many of us we'll have like the morning devotional that students do right every day at camp. I think it should be habit for us if you're doing something like that that you also provide them the next 30 days. Um they've gotten yeah. into the habit yeah. for 5 days or however long you're at camp of sitting, reading their Bible, they're at their most hungry state when they come back, don't leave it up to happenstance that they're going to like know right. where to no go guesswork. and all yep, of yep. those kind of things. Yep. Provide them with those kind of this things. This is what we're yep. going to be reading. Um, and, and, and yeah. yeah, and to have and, that be a commutal I, is so good, too, Zach. Yeah.
2: And I think even maybe bake in some time after to like talk about those devotions. Don't just hand it to them and then go back to your normal whatever, but make some of that group time of like, Hey, how's your devotion times going? Let's talk about it. Cause that camaraderie that you get in that sense of small group at camp talking about the Bible, the faith, the gospel, like, can we continue that? I think those relationships once they get back, I think exactly like you're saying, Chad will help foster those habits.
0: Yeah. I think individual conversations with students too. And just point blank asking them hey tell me something god did at camp bringing that back up hey how's it going now we're working through this thing together what are you taking away nathan what you told about the student pastor who had like personality base like but when he baptized at camp being able to say like hey this student i've seen this in you and i think god's gonna use that is a really gosh it's just so special yeah. So to be able after camp to go to specific students and have those one on one conversations and say, like, hey, I saw this in you at camp and I just want you to know that God wants to use you and being able to be specific, yeah. Yeah. I think is such a good like follow up, continue to call out what God's doing in people.
3: Yeah. Be, being able to specifically address things that you see in someone is so impactful for development. There's a theory. Um, Oh, I'm going to get this wrong and get roasted, but, uh, there's a theory in in sociology. I believe it's called the looking glass theory. That's the the part that I'm a little unsure on, but I believe it's the looking glass theory that when we, um, when we, speak something into someone like, or a group of people, right? Like if you're like, this person is smart or I see you as being someone kind. um, And, and you continue to reinforce that, continue to come back to that. um, Especially when it's true, but that person will really begin to like live into those things and begin to exhibit those things more, more than ever. And for so many students at this, like, developmentally development age of trying to figure out like who am I, who does God say that I am to be able to speak that truth of like, not only like, um, this is what I see, see in you at camp, but this is what God's word says about who you are and who mm. you're becoming. Like, I think more than ever in a, in a day of identity, our students need us as, as pastors to speak the truth into their life of man these are the great qualities that i see in you cuz i don't know if you guys remember what it's like to be 15 years old but that little voice in the back of your head tells you a lot of lies of like Real who are you, all? Oh, you are oh you are man you mm-hmm. are a failure you didn't make the soccer team like you're not good all of these kind of things that i think more than ever we yeah. need like Safe adults speaking into their life, reminding them of the yeah. truth of uh the great things and the great characteristics that God has given them,
0: yeah, you nailed the looking glass theory by the way that is it uh, so we have uh we have just like via the internet you haven't you got it, so no one's no one's roasting you
1: <laughs> I think uh Man, take that comment haters.
0: <laughs> there was a there was a moment within the last couple of weeks where I had a conversation with my 9-year-old daughter who was saying some things about herself. Something happened and she was saying and I said, "Hey, that other voice that's telling you these things about you is a liar." Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: and I, I we sat together and I made her say, shut up, yeah. other voice.
1: Silencio Bruno?
0: Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a good T-shirt. Yeah. But I have, but it was, and she was laughing because like we don't right. normally say shut up around. But. It's not
1: really a truly acceptable. That's <laughs> not the household code. Yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> we just like, if you're going to, like we go hard if we're going to say we Whoa, skip okay. right past. No. <laughs> Um, But I wanted her, I wanted to yeah, use those words intentionally because I wanted her to hear the forcefulness and the aggressiveness of don't listen to that yeah. other voice. Yeah. And like student pastors, this is, so if we connect all the dots here, maybe the antidote to what we look out and see as apathy in our ministries is not Camp the other 51 weeks of the year, thank goodness, is not more stuff, more hype, more bands, more loud. Maybe it's not all of that, but maybe it's you and the leaders that you recruit paying individual, intentional, focused attention on teenagers and showing them who God says they are over and over and over and over maybe that maybe that is more of the antidote mm. to apathy than if they're not apathetic at camp, we just need to have more experiences like that in our ministry year round. Mm. It's also cheaper from a budget sure, yeah. perspective
3: so <laughs> I
1: actually have that as a topic for one of our future episodes, how to do more with less. So, well, <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go. There you go. I want to know. Uh, I'm I'm interested to hear what you guys think. I want to go back to the baptism thing. Are you pro-camp baptism?
1: Oh, why you got to start a fire? We, you know, we did have episode. a great conversation. it <laughs> <laughs> was so yeah. bad. Like, it was so nice. <laughs> go ahead, Nathan, go ahead and cut it here. Cut 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 yeah, right yeah. here.
3: Now they're not going to hear anything we said up until this point.
1: <laughs> yeah. Great. Now we got a debate going. No.
3: Yeah, that's
0: right. Uh, I'll, I don't know I'll, that we've ever talked about this as like in all the time that we've spent together riding in the van or whatever. I don't, I don't think we've ever talked well, about th- all of our views and, uh, on uh, that.
3: Thankfully, none so, of us have had to been baptized in the river. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I, this is a, okay. So you talk about young, you've passed old, youth. this is a transformative bit. Um, I think it, it, if the moment calls, it can be right. Um, generally, Generally, if there is an opportunity to celebrate with the student making a decision in the local church that they might gather with regularly, I think that's an important honor, especially, especially if that church helped to underwrite some of the cost of camp Mm because it gives them a chance to share in what happened away from camp at home. That being said, at my home church we just got that our student group got back from camp last week they documented it in video so we did get to share they did the typical so all of our baptism in the church there's always like a 15 second hi my name is zach uh i've accepted and followed jesus lord and savior of my life i just wanted to share that with my church family they went ahead and captured each of those and then showed the video baptism with space for us as a congregation to celebrate and cheer so that's a good i think if you're going to do it away from the local body that would celebrate and support at least document it in a way that folks at home can see either in a live stream or a recorded video or whatever. Uh, I, I don't know. That, that's my hot take, but I'm welcome. All right. To I'm going to, I'm so. going to, I'm
3: going to, I'm going to be the guy that pushes back. Um,
1: All right. Push it back. Push it back. And Sometimes you pull the chariot off to the side of the river. I get it. I get it.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I I think that um,
1: for any kid that's a eunuch in your group, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh
3: so I, I, I'm pushing back at, in, in the sense of maybe even the other direction that you think I am. Um. Oh. Well, based off of that, your eunuch comment, the uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I. F- Okay, I will just put it, let me put it in the perspective of a dad. Um, If my daughter goes to camp and gets saved, and I didn't even get a phone call, that, you know what I mean, like, baptism's going to happen, I'm going to probably be a little bit of an upset right. dad. Not so much that she got Micked. baptized, like... I'm down for doing it in the river, but if I can get there, even if I have to drive through the yeah, night,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm gonna a,
3: get there, my guy. I'm yeah, so I don't, I don't have any problem it, it happening in the river, but as, as a parent, who I want to be involved in those type of things in my daughter's life, um, even if, literally, even if I had to get on a plane, I'm doing it, right. And so I, I just think that if something like that's happened and that is even culturally great inside of your church, the importance that every youth pastor needs to know of, man, I need to make phone calls and I need to involve parents in this process Yeah, um, and, and let them weigh in on, whether or not that's happening now, whether or not it's going to happen when they get back, um, those kind of things I think is really, really important in this conversation.
0: So I'm curious to know if uh, if pre dad Chad felt yes. the same way.
3: Pre dad Chad felt okay. felt very much the same way, and so. Um, I, yeah, as a youth pastor, I always wanted to involve parents in that just because I mean, you can take some of your parents that are so on your side and you take away that memorable moment for them as a family, and th- I mean, that's really hard, right? Like, and, and I didn't, yeah, I never wanted to do that as a youth pastor. Um, we, inv- we incorporated even our parents in baptism. So, um, when we did baptisms for any of our students, if their parents were involved in our church, they were in the water. And, and so that was always mm. a part for us that, um, and so, yeah, we've had many, many fathers baptize their daughters and, and, and sons yeah. and, It's a a very powerful thing when we start to think about discipleship in the home and those kind of things. That is a very pivotal moment for a family that can be really rallying not only for that student's faith, but many times for that parent's faith. I've had a lot of conversations with moms and dads and talking to them about the baptism of their kid and the decision that they've made at camp that I've watched parents also get in the water because they've never been baptized. Mm. And so I mm. think that those yeah. are oppor- yeah, those are yeah. opportunities for the impact of the faith of that kid that uh, that begins to to be the testimony of their salvation. And so whether it happens at camp or not, I'm not going to make a hard line of that. I just think that it needs there needs to be some really thoughtful conversations with senior pastor, with parents and all of those kind of people uh before that decisions just made between the student and the youth pastor.
0: Yeah. Okay. Th- that's that is where I have landed in the past is we're going to we're going to offer it. We're going to talk about baptism at camp. We're not going to take any steps unless there's been conversations with parents. And I think I think it's important in that, too. Sometimes you can put parents on the spot and they might really not want it to happen. But because of the hype around it and because of their student and because of the way that we as student pastors are talking about it, they feel like they can't say no because it's something, quote, God is doing. And I feel like we have to do everything we can to not put that in the parents
1: yeah
0: to not make them feel like they can do On nothing but yeah. say yes yeah yeah and i think you can do that like one super practical really simply is ahead of time make sure the church knows hey we're going to do a baptism ser-. like build it into the tradition we do a baptism yeah. service when we come back for camp at the church yeah. so that way there's already a built Question in answered. yep hey you dad you know that we do this also the sunday we get back from church and so it's it's still a part of camp like that service is very much a part of what we're doing i think there are ways to get around it but i want to try not to have the parent feel like man i want to say no because i can't be there but i don't feel like i can say no yeah man get baptized two le- two days later is not a sin like, you we know, well, like,
1: <laughs> yeah, it, because it is, it's, it's a little bit of a higher, uh, uh, the, this is the wrong word, but it's the ceremonial thing than, than, than songs, study small groups. Like this is, this is kind of a one, one big deal. And so I think giving it the, the space that it may need sometimes, but again, I think you could have it where we do baptisms on the Friday camp and for decisions that are made this week, that's part of our tradition yeah. as a group. And parents, leaders, folks, you know, people, of the church always come out, turn out on Friday, to come see it. So it's, well, I, I think, I think the communication and the, and the, the rhythm of it matters. I so, mean, yeah. and
3: you guys yeah. know where I stand on just like a parent ministry aspect of all of this, right? I think, I think our churches have to do a better job of creating memorable moments for families that are connected to mm-hmm. the church, both in yeah. moments like this of baptism, but also moments of fun, right? I, I think more and more yeah. our churches need to create moments where families, Enjoy. Yeah, families <laughs> look back years after their kids are adults, and they have shared memories together of talking about when mom and dad came to camp as a sponsor and they were on the blue team and we were on the green team and we beat mom and dad, like we need to help families create memories like that. And I think creating a family memory of baptism and making that special for families connects them to your church as a whole. It connects them to what God's doing, but it strengthens the relationship between the child and the parent in those adolescent years where it's already hard to create those memories outside of things like sports. And I think that that's why we feel oftentimes as youth pastors, like we're fighting against sports is because ultimately we're fighting against memory making moments for these families moments. And, you know, when Johnny hits that home run, and it connects to dad, who was also a baseball player. Like that is a shared memory and moment for that family. And so you're not fighting yeah. against baseball. You're fighting against a shared memory that that family is going to have. And so I think when you help as the church create these impactful moments that these families can look back on And laugh about the slip and slide that they got to do together or the really impactful moment of uh, baptism coming home from camp and those kind of things that uh, are really special. And I even think if, if your motif is we baptize at camp, then try to figure out a way for mom and dad to be there if they can.
0: It would be really weird if our parent ministry person was like, "Nah, just do it. <laughs> Cut them out. No. Way. Cut them out. <laughs> There's no
3: yeah, no it's fine. Don't worry about mom and dad."
2: <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: but Chad, I'm, I'm sympathetic to those camera moments, right? I think sometimes in student ministry, we we what are the things that the parents would want to document? As a guy with kids that are growing up from being little, still elementary. Uh, whenever I don't have Wi-Fi, I'm just scrolling through my photo album of watching my right. kids grow up and how much stuff happens in student ministry that either we should take more photos or invite parents to come and take more photos um, they want to hold on to. I think that's one of the easiest ways. If, if there's a if there's a photo worthy moment, should mom or dad have the chance to be yeah. there or at least been sent the photo of them? Oh,
3: he, dude, um, listen, Apple and their new VR headset got me when i watched that like promo video and they were showing like 3d video of this dad watching her uh, his kids you know what i mean like open yeah presence. open yeah. presence and it looked like this like 3d realism thing up until that point i'm like
1: like this mem- yeah memory. i'm
3: just like yeah. oh this is the stupidest thing ever i saw that and i'm like all right <laughs> martha we're buying a vr headset Get ready!
1: <laughs> so, yeah,
3: just reliving the memories, right? Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, again, like you get to relive the. I mean, how many times, Chad? Have I showed you the video where Giddy got uh, a hat trick right. on his five-year-old soccer team in five minutes? Right? Like I've, I've watched that so many times.
3: Dude, my do- my daughter's <laughs> taking swim lessons this week, and uh, yesterday I, I wasn't able to make the swim lessons. She finally dunked her head completely underwater, and she was like over the moon last night, man. And even in that moment and away from this conversation, I sat there and I watched her tell me about that experience that she had and how excited she was. And immediately I was like, I was like, I'm, I'm never going to get that again. Right. Like I'm not going to get that moment again. And so like, Yes, if if down the road, Malia heads to Fuge Camp for us in Florida, and I hear that she is getting baptized, you can bet your bottom dollar I am jumping in the car and I am driving to Florida. That'd driving. Be- there's no way. There's Just, no way I'm missing that. No chance in the world I'm missing that. Yeah. So. Just well, heading out. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So, yeah, I,
0: I'd be good with a video.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ben's got four. I mean, there's, there's another one coming. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll catch the next uh,
2: yeah. Yeah. laugh. Yeah.
1: Father of one, father of four. Got it.
0: Yeah yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. I'm fine. I do think you're right, Chad, about.
1: Tag yeah. me on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Man. I do think you're right about the experience. And I and I don't know the context. No, 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 I don't know no, if yeah, this yeah. is something that that church does all the time. If they talk to parents, I don't know any of that context or whatever. Right. I, what I do know is, because I completely agree with all of y'all, what you're saying, but I do know that it was such a special moment. It was such, with that water being so cold, with yeah. it being so dark, with the whole entire riverbed and the the bridge that people were standing on, to be lit up with iPhones and stuff. Just the looks on those students. face, like like That created an experience right. that... I mean, I mean, I don't think those kids will ever forget their baptism right. moment. It's about so I think you're right, Joe. I think it is about that creating those experiences. But you know, what can we do for the yeah. parents too? I mean, people wear video, it, so well, and it's well, how they is, they take care. Of it. But like, I, I, the flip side is that was one incredible experience for those for those students as well. You know, well, yeah, and so. and you
3: guys, you guys know me. I mean, I and no, no hate against that that person or anybody else. That's done it it, anyway. I mean, the only youth pastor that I like to give a hard time is Zach Workin. But uh, the, (laughs) uh, yeah, I, I just think that there's, I mean, like anything in student ministry, right, there's so many different elements to consider. And I think for us in the profession that we're in, being thoughtful and mindful as much as we can Mm-hmm. Um is so, so important for everybody involved um, in, in the process of not only baptism but safety and fun and teaching and all of those kind of things uh, that can make us a really, really good um, and impactful in the lives of students and the lives mm-hmm. of, of families. Well, that sounds like as good a place as any
0: to say this has been another episode of the student ministry podcast by life Way. we'll see you next time